Thanks for listening to Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Orion works with many big name manufacturers such as GE, Siemens, Honeywell, Honda, Hershey's, and Stryker, just to name a few. Whether you're seeking a career as a maintenance technician, production supervisor, electrician, or project manager, there's a career opportunity for almost any veteran. In addition, many of these roles are a great fit for veterans based on the skills and experience that you gained in the military. Today, I'm talking to Nora Lyles, a former contractor with the Army and current recruiter at Orion. Nora has great insight into veteran hiring in the manufacturing industry. We'll talk about similarities between the military and the manufacturing industry, misconceptions about the industry, and opportunities for veterans. If you're listening to this show on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud, make sure you subscribe and share with a friend. We'd love to get your feedback, so make sure you give us a rating as well. If you have any questions about this interview or topics for a future podcast, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Hey, Nora, thanks for joining today. Hey, Megan, thank you so much. Good to be here. So you've been a key player on our Northeast recruiting team for several years now. I know you've got a lot of job seeker insight to offer, but before we get started, could you talk a little bit about your background and what you do here at Orion? Absolutely. So I have been here with Orion for a little over seven years now. I can hardly believe it, Um, but I am um, a recruiter here. I'm part of the Virginia Beach office, and our territory is Virginia all the way up to Maine. I've been um, very lucky to have the opportunity to support other regions as well in different roles before. But um, my focus is actually leadership opportunities um, for uh, military leaders and uh, degree technicians. And, uh, you know, we focus on opportunities with a wide variety of of industries uh, here in the Northeast region and across the country as well. A little bit about my background. Uh, Prior to working with Orion, I actually worked with the uh, U.S. Army as a contractor in Iraq. And that's where I met my husband. I uh, was a naval officer, an F-18 pilot, and we met while he was doing an IA in Iraq and small world. Um, but uh, prior prior to, uh, again, joining the Orion team, I spent a few years in, in Iraq. And once we moved to Virginia Beach after my husband and I got married, I um, was given the opportunity to interview with Orion and uh, started actually as an admin and uh, worked my way up the ladder, and, and now I'm a regional recruiter here, and I'm part of the Virginia Beach team. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing all that. Now, a question that we get asked a lot is um, what industries are hiring? And so the manufacturing industry is one that we have a pretty good grasp here on Ori- at Orion. We work with a variety of companies in the industry from automobiles to appliances and everything in between. Um, I recently read an article on military.com that talked about manufacturing being a natural fit for veterans. I think specifically because of the culture and the emphasis on teamwork, but I wanted to know if you agreed with that? And if so, what are some of the similarities between the military and the manufacturing industry? Absolutely. I 100% agree with uh, what you just said and, and the article. Uh, manufacturing transition to manufacturing is just a, a natural transition for veterans. Um, as you know, you know, manufacturing, you're providing um, goods. Um, and a lot of uh, a lot of the times, these companies uh, or manufacturers, they need leaders. Yes, they can hire um, individuals with industry experience. It's not hard to do that. You know, they can headhunt people from their competitors, right? It may sound easy to do so, but what they're really interested in finding is leaders 
military um, veterans in general can bring to the table a lot of leadership experience that civilian candidates often uh, don't possess. So as an example, uh, these manufacturers have a mission. They have goals that um, they need to attain. Uh, so a lot of these goals are set on you know, weekly, monthly, and uh, quarterly and annual basis. And what companies need, they need go-getters. They need leaders who can lead their production teams to achieve these goals. Now, when you look at um, your military experience, so you have your um, officers and uh, senior NCOs where, you know, you're, you're leading teams. That's what you do day in and day out. And you're leading your teams, you know, your platoons or your companies, battalions, brigades, you name it. You are leading your teams to achieve a mission, whether here in the States or in a combat zone. That's what you do. That's what you're trained to do. And so when you transition to manufacturing, you are pretty much doing the same. You are leading those teams of technicians or you know other, um, other leaders who are working for you to achieve um, those goals to make tangible products and um, you know, to, to uh, help the company grow and and again companies really can't exist without their workforce it, it is impossible for companies to grow and expand their business if uh, you know without strong leaders that can help their teams achieve their goals yeah I think that's a very very good point Nora and um, it's kind of you know they're the backbone of the company they're the ones that are producing I think you kind of said that before um, so, you know, I, one of the questions, and it kind of ties into this, is that when we talk about some of the other industries that we work with, whether it's, um, you know, aerospace, energy, semiconductor, for example, I think manufacturing might have some misconceptions. Maybe it just doesn't seem as glamorous as the ones that I mentioned. Um, now, we know that there are very vital roles like we were just talking about, but based on your interaction with candidates, are there misconceptions regarding the manufacturing industry and what are some of those misconceptions? Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of the times uh, candidates assume that, hey, being in manufacturing, you're going to be in a, you know, dirty blue collar environment or you know, it's not for women or it's not a, it's not a, an environment where you can have a healthy work-life balance because these plants may run 24-7 and you're going to have to work every single shift that's available or, you know, you, you have to work overtime. That is not true in many cases. Right now, especially with technology, a lot of these plants are highly sophisticated. Um, a lot of them are, um, monitored and and um, you know managed through um, through you know robotic systems and softwares and there's high automation and whatnot so manufacturing is not the way it was you know 30 or 50 years ago now with with technology these these manufacturing facilities are again highly sophisticated so a lot of the times military leaders transition to leadership roles yes you are in charge of a team but a lot of the times you know you're in charge of a team in terms of managing schedules, you know, managing production plans. So you're not there turning wrenches or you're not there supervising the machinery. No, you are in charge of the planning piece of what happens in the facility. 
So a lot of the times, you know, we take candidates from all different kinds of backgrounds, such as, you know, infantry or, you know, logistics officers, supply chain officers, um, or even surface warfare officers, um, submariners, you name it, and you are uh, playing a key role in similar departments within these manufacturing facilities such as logistics, logistics planning, um, operations managers, planners, and even maintenance officers. So the key to understand here is that um, you are not going to be turning wrenches in these facilities, and you don't have to work overtime. You don't have to uh, always work, you know, an odd shift. A lot of these companies are taking you and and bringing you on board and uh, they want you they want you to be a sustainable asset they want you to be with the company long term uh, that means is that you know they want to take you uh, teach you the basics of their industry and watch you grow they don't want you to be burned out after after a few years so nobody mm -hmm. can work off shift forever typically even if you go and start in a night shift or afternoon shift most of the times you're doing that for 12 to 18 months, and then, um, hey, then you're ready to move up the ladder. Companies will realize your potential, and then you're going to mid to upper level management roles before you realize it, and a lot of these times, managers don't do shift work. So um, mm -hmm. it is really important to think that, to realize that you have to start somewhere, and um, you know, you to get your foot in the door, it is very smart to enter um, into the manufacturing field, sometimes from those, you know, frontline roles, like frontline supervisors, and that that's not um, that's not a bad place to be. And a lot of the times, candidates will think that, hey, I'm taking a step back. That is not true because, again, you will be trained, you'll be gaining knowledge on the job to understand how these companies operate to hopefully move up the ladder and move up to a senior role down the road where you can manage that company. That's the company's vision for yourself. So you have to understand how these companies operate from ground up. Yeah, I think those are all good points. Nora, one thing that you said that I think is um, really key to keep in mind is that a lot of these manufacturing environment, environments really are sophisticated. So it's not your, you know, grandpa's manufacturing where people are thinking it's a very old school, um, you know, kind of dirty job. It really isn't like that. And I think um, a lot of a lot of times with candidates that we work with, if they have an interview with the company um, in the manufacturing inter industry, they might have an interview that is on site at the plant. And so they're able to kind of go there and see what's going on and how the organization is run. And I think it really changes their mind. Um, so it's good to kind of keep an open mind during your job search because if you do have, a, you know, this, these misconceptions about the manufacturing industry, you won't even be able to kind of keep an open mind to go there and be able to see for yourself what it's really like. So I think that's um, a really good point that you brought up. And then, you know, another thing was just regarding salary. I think I read a study from the U.S. Census Bureau that talked about manufacturing jobs, I think a lot of times people think that they won't pay as well as, um, you know, a different type of industry. But in reality, um, you know, in 2016, they earned on average 12% more than workers in other industries. So I think that's something that is um, noteworthy too, is that you really do have the opportunity for, 
you mentioned earlier just the different types of career progression. If you start off on one shift, don't be um, discouraged and think you're always going to be on that shift. There really is a lot of room for growth within manufacturing, and I think there's um, they also offer the salaries to go along with that. Absolutely, and I will tell you that on average, uh, what we have seen here in the Northeast region and across the nation, that your starting salary in manufacturing is very close, if not um, a bit higher than your base pay in the military. So yeah, in many cases, you are great. not taking a pay cut at all. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, that comes with opportunities for, you know, um, additional earnings, such as uh, bonuses and, uh, and additional benefits that the company um, may offer. But at any rate, you know, I've seen it time and time again where candidates uh, from the military who transition to these leadership roles in manufacturing oftentimes have no trouble transitioning to bigger and better roles within organizations as quickly as six months. If you go to my LinkedIn profile, there's a great example. You'll see a recommendation from a, a candidate that I worked with many years ago. Um, he's an excellent candidate. He's a submarine officer. But he started in um, in a manufacturing engineering role. And, um, you know, his, his first year uh, compensation uh, was very close to his base pay um, in the military. But believe it or not, within a few months, um, after being hired for that role, he moved up the ladder very, very quickly, and he was soon um, assigned to be uh, the company's plant manager for one of their new facilities um, um, overseas, which was yeah, that's awesome. a, a, exactly, it was a big jump to go from, again, a manufacturing engineer all the way to a plant manager, you know, you're moving up, uh, you know, like three to five steps above where you started in, in less than two years. And of course, you know, that came with great compensation as well. So mm -hmm. we often see that uh, with with military leaders. When you transition to manufacturing, it is very easy for you to um, to make a big impact very quickly. And of course, you know, that will uh, reflect your compensation as well. Yeah, that's great. So we talked about this a little bit earlier, and you kind of mentioned it again just now. But, um, you know, other than leadership, because we've talked about how that is a transferable skill, really for the manufacturing industry, but any industry that we work with, are there any other skills that, as a recruiter, that you've learned um, skills from the military that are also transferable to roles in manufacturing? Absolutely. Um, project management, you know, a lot of the times um, in, in the military, um, you know, military leaders and technicians, you do project management, you know, on a daily basis. That's part of what you do, whether you're planning uh, for inspections or military exercises. So companies in the private sector, especially manufacturers, realize that and they need project managers, um, you know, more often than we think. Uh, so that's definitely a natural, another way to transition to a manufacturing is a natural transition. Um, another uh, thing to keep in mind is that technicians, especially um, technicians uh, from the Air Force or, or the Army, the Navy as well, you know, you're um, where you are actually performing the maintenance there is a lot of demand for your skill set in manufacturing as well. And, of course, this is a great way for you to get into manufacturing and work your way up to uh, leadership positions down the road. Um, furthermore, you know, we see a lot of demand for logisticians, you know, supply chain managers, um, inventory managers. So if you have a background in logistics and supply chain, 
a lot of the times that's an easy transition for you as well. Uh, submariners, engineers as well from different kinds of, of, uh, of course, submariners from the Navy and of course you have engineers from the Air Force and the Army. You can easily transition to um, roles such as, you know, a process engineer or a manufacturing engineer. Um, and, and of course, you know, in, in a variety of industries, industries as well, such as the medical device manufacturing right now where we see a lot of growth. And um, lastly, you know, you can easily transition to uh, process improvement roles. That's what you do in the military. You find ways to improve processes because we're not going to um, continue a process in the military if it's not effective. Um, you know, as a military leader, you do um, try to to be more effective and more efficient at at what you do, and that's what you're trained to do. Uh, so we oftentimes see military leaders succeed in um, you know quality assurance and process improvement type of roles as well. So that's great. It sounds like we've got a huge variety then. So really, um, you know, anyone from transitioning out of the military could find something that is a good fit for them in the manufacturing industry. Absolutely. And again, you don't have to come in with industry experience. I know a lot of the times when, you know, we discuss manufacturing roles with candidates and, you know, many candidates say, well, you know, I know the company is typically looking for somebody with five to six years of experience in, in whatever they do. But that is not true. You know, a lot of the times companies are willing to invest in you and train you as long as you are passionate about their industry and what they do. That's yeah. that's what you need to keep in mind. You just, if you are interested in getting into the medical device industry, then of course companies know that when they interview veterans, you don't have that industry experience, but if you're willing to learn, yes, you're welcome aboard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, so as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, at Orion, we work with a variety of companies in the manufacturing industry. You know, you've mentioned medical devices. So, um, you know, we work with several companies within that pocket of, um, you know, type within the manufacturing industry. We work with automotive manufacturers. Um, Honda is one of the big ones that we work with, but um, really lots of others in between. There's tons that we work with. And I know you have a lot of experience here. So, if you can, I would like you to talk in a little bit more detail about some of the opportunities that exist in manufacturing today, whether it's, you know, growth, pay, we kind of already talked about, but um, really just, you know, exciting companies or positions or anything else that you think would be good for someone to know if they're considering working in the manufacturing industry. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I have um, been very fortunate to be given the opportunity to um, run one of our biggest conferences in the Northeast uh, a couple of weeks ago in Philadelphia. And it was an amazing experience because, you know, we had so many talented individuals there. Um, many veterans, job seekers are looking for opportunities, you know, up and down the Northeast region. But what was even more impressive is that we had a, a large number of companies from a variety of industries um, from um, from really all sorts of, of backgrounds. I mean, we had companies such as um, Otis, as an example, the elevator company. You know, if you've been in an elevator recently, there's a strong chance that it was manufactured or made by Otis. 
So uh, Otis came in, and um, they actually had several openings, um, again, across the Northeast in major cities, and they were uh, interested in interviewing uh, veterans for service management roles. And these roles are really exciting because, uh, yes, it may not be your traditional manufacturing role, um, but it is a leadership role where you're kind of a liaison between Otis as a company and their clients. And oftentimes they are um, construction companies, commercial construction companies, or the DOD, uh, you know, where what you're doing, you are selling their products, their elevators to those companies or those construction companies. And not only that, you're not doing the sale, but you're also managing the the customer's needs and um, providing excellent customer service. You're also managing the project from start to finish. Uh, so from the minute where the Otis signs that contract and sold that elevator in that particular building, all the way to delivering the finished product and also beyond that, you know, making sure that your client and that elevator is well maintained and that that client receives excellent service all along. And not only that, you know, you're trying to grow the business as well and making sure that you win that business long term. So at any rate, it may sound like a complex role to be in, like how can I do this without even having any experience in the elevator industry? But believe it or not, Otis, they just hired just yesterday one of the candidates through the conference and the candidate is an infantry officer, really bright candidate, um, had about five years of management experience, been a platoon leader, company commander, and doesn't have anything to do with elevators, not at all. But again, he is interested in learning what Otis has to offer and he wants to be part of their company. Um, so that's a good example. You know, Otis will be working with them over the next few months, but um, I mean, you can, um, you can only um, imagine, you know, what that candidate will learn in, in that industry. I mean, just going from fighting in Iraq or Afghanistan, being in a combat zone and leading soldiers to now installing elevators and in commercial buildings. That's just, a, you know, to me, that is very refreshing that companies can see the potential in, in military candidates um, just like that. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, I think that that's a really good point. And, you know, with the military, we talked a little bit about transferable skills, and we know that a lot of great outstanding technicians come from the military. You learn how to operate on lots of different systems, you learn different processes that really are immediately transferable into a civilian career, and the need is really there. Um, you know, I, I mentioned growth earlier, but with the manufacturing industry in the U.S. right now, they're really needing those types of candidates to fill the roles. I saw a study by um, Deloitte and the Manufacturing Institute um, a couple of weeks back that said 22% of skilled manufacturing workers will be retiring over the next decade. And currently, there really aren't enough people coming up to fill those positions. So there's definitely a big need. And I think, you know, military is probably the answer for that, or at least um, we definitely have a lot of talent that can be plugged in there and make a big difference. Certainly. And, and we see that actually um, in the semiconductor industry as an example. 
You know, at West, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the Bay Area, we have a large network of clients in the semiconductor industry. And I know, um, as an example, uh, Global Foundries is, is one of the companies that we work with, and there is a lot more um, uh, many more companies such as uh, Lamb Research as an example and um, they there is such great demand for military technicians especially um, those who are coming from from the Navy uh, especially um, especially those with electrical backgrounds to support the semiconductor industry and um, we see a lot of, of demand in that field as well I mean one of our clients um, uh, not too long ago um, we had a training session internally and um you know we're talking about all the new facilities where one of our clients is building right now and um that they pretty much need to staff all of these facilities with new technicians and that's why mm-hmm. there is a lot of demand for recruiting those technicians who are leaving the military to support all these new facilities um that are being built right now and of course you know the nicest thing about that you're not only hiring military but of course you know these products will, will be manufactured here in the USA Yep. And I think, yeah, and I think that was a good point that you brought up about semiconductor. We're actually going to try to do another podcast specifically focusing on that one as well, just because I know we've got a huge need for that. You mentioned a couple of companies that we've worked with, with Lame Research and Global Foundries, but um, there are a number of others. So I think that would be one that we could definitely dedicate an entire podcast to. Absolutely. Now, um, I think we covered most of the big key topics on, you know, why manufacturing, what some of the biggest misconceptions are and things like that. But do you have any other advice that you would give to a veteran who's interested in finding a job in this industry? Absolutely. Well, don't shy away. If an opportunity knocks at your door, just take advantage of it. Uh, so I know a lot of veterans, when we approach them about an, an opportunity in manufacturing, like I said before, they they doubt whether they qualify for that position. But trust our judgment. If we believe that you are a strong candidate for a particular opportunity in manufacturing, we'll come to you and we'll approach you about it. So don't shy away because we are not going to recruit you for a position unless you you qualify for it. So go ahead and explore opportunities in manufacturing. Again, this is a great way for you to um, acquire new skills and to move up the ladder. I mean, coming from the military, that's just the way you are. You want to move up the ladder and move up um, in, in into leadership positions, bigger and better leadership positions. So manufacturing will allow you to achieve those goals, to grow in to grow into leadership positions uh, down the road, get into mid or upper level management, um, regardless of which job title you start with in manufacturing. Um, and and another thing to highlight here is. Um, these days, there are a lot of um, avenues to acquire additional skills that can help you bridge the gap. If you feel like, hey, I've been interviewing for manufacturing and, you know, um, I don't feel like I qualify for some of the roles that I like. So if you have an interest in process improvement or quality assurance, uh, sometimes investing in 
earning a training or, or certification such as the Six Sigma Green Belt, which is a process improvement uh, certification, will help you show the company that you understand process improvement, you understand quality assurance. Um, so that certification, as an example, takes you about six weeks to earn. And in many cases, you can get it for free through the military and other avenues. So if you have the time, I would encourage you to pursue a certification like the Six Sigma Green Belt or Black Belt to enhance your chances of, of getting the job that you want in manufacturing. It's not necessary, but it's just one of these things that um, that will enhance your chances of, of getting a job and actually give you a competitive advantage. I think that's great advice, Nora. It's something we hadn't touched on before in the podcast. So I think that's definitely a good thing to keep in mind for any of our listeners. Um, you know, I really enjoyed speaking with you today. So thank you very much for the insight. And then, you know, for anyone listening, if you go to oriontalent.com, you can see more of the companies that we work with and then also find specific opportunities. So Nora, thank you very much for the time today. Thank you so much, Megan. Thank you for your time and the opportunity. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond. So make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.